Well, you've come on a good day. There's lots of food. That, that's always a, a thing to look forward to. We have Thanksgiving. You guys have lots, you know, more food coming. A lot of people have, like, family reunions during this week or in the weeks, you know, the weekend's coming up. So, wow, you're going to have tons of that. Guess what happens on the third Sunday in December? Because we change it up. And we do a non-holiday food third Sunday in December because we've had lots. So we'll have pizza day. So, and, and then uh, quickly, uh, well, uh, kind of quickly, the, thing, or the Christmas Eve service will have a, a meal again. And it's supposed to be like snack foods. And then it winds up being way more than that. And then so everybody's going to eat lots even that night. Christmas Eve. We'll have a candlelight service for that. But we are looking at what God has done for us, who who has blessed us from above and made our lives uh, so much better and prepared us for the bounty that is to come. And we're going to look at that whole end of things. We are grateful. There is a uh, a sense in which we when we get to Thanksgiving, we, we are thankful for and we start the list. And, and if you do this around the table at Thanksgiving, you know what, you know, you share the things that are going on typically that are safe. Like I'm, I'm grateful for the home or grateful uh, in the summer for air conditioning and the winter for a heater. We go through the list, maybe a car, a job or health or, you know, just there there's a variety of things that we come up with and a lot of times it's it's whatever is in the moment whatever we can see whatever is is um kind of captures our imagination at that at that moment and those are all good things all and we ought to give god thanks for all of that and remember them but let's go look at look at this in a different way so grateful for a true home this psalm Psalm 90 is from Moses. It's the only psalm that Moses wrote that is included in the, in the whole package of psalms. And verse 1 says, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. You have been our home. And you say, well, that's, that's, that's cute. Remember, they were living in Egypt, and they're in, in slavery, so whatever those homes look like. But then they're taken out of slavery, out of Egypt, and they begin to travel across the desert. Now they're living either, either in the open, or they have tents. They have temporary shelters. And if you're picturing the desert, you know they're not cutting branches out of the blue spruce trees and, and firs and making a place to stay. It's just sand. So they have to have some kind of covering and some way of just keeping going. And this is Moses reflecting on all of that. And he said, through all the generations, no matter what home we had, what place we lived in, whether we were in tents or in the open or in some other kind of housing, you have been our home. That's the real home. That's where the real relationship, that's the real protection. He's the real roof over our heads. He's the one who really is there to provide the things that we need to sustain us. He provides the people 
Man, when you're sitting at the Thanksgiving table, sometimes you're not happy about everybody that's there. And sometimes the conversations go sideways and, and yet you're happy, you know, in another way. And, and it's just good to be able to sit down and get people together. And in order to be safe, you've noticed the meals, the conversation at the meal is, well, you did great on that gravy. That turkey's good or a little dry or that cranberry. That's the way grandma always made it. And then suddenly, once you've gone around it, tasting and commenting on everything, the meal's over, you can pack it up, somebody's got to clean it, usually the women, then it's off to the football game or deer hunting or some other kind of activity. And you go, that's Thanksgiving. And God Almighty's going, what just happened? And Moses is reminding us, our home is not all that. It's better than all that. It is so important to remember that God is the one who provides all those things, even those relationships. And he's allowed us in those moments to gather with people and to have a conversation of some sort of substance, to be able to talk about the things that matter, about love and life, about a relationship with the living God, about giving him thanks. And, you know, Thank God for the people who made the food. Make a comment. Congratulate. Great. Remember the God who provided the person who has the hands to make it. Thank God for the food that you have, even when the economy goes upside down. Thank God for the things that he brings that are so surprising, that make a difference in our lives, that maybe our hearts are still beating and we still have lung, air in our lungs at that meal. And it is so Important to remember, he is our home. He is our home. He's the one who provides all of it. He's the one who puts the framework up. He's the one who brings life every moment of every day, in every place. Grateful for a true home, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. Grateful for the people of God. Psalm 122, verse 1. I was glad... The psalmist says, when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go hang out uh, together and worship him. And they're talking about the temple. We don't have that. Or the tabernacle. We don't have that. So a central place that the people of Israel would gather. But the people of God gather together. And that's the idea. Gathering together to encourage one another, to remember him, to lift him up, to elevate God Almighty, and remember that he's the one who is the supplier. He's the sovereign over all the things that are unfolding around us in the world. And they are glad to go. Let us go to the house of the Lord. That uh, Just seeing the word glad in connection with this is pretty amazing. So the Psalms are written and put together, but they, they're being written about a thousand B.C., and by the time they get to Jesus, Jesus is excited to go to the house of the Lord, to the temple in Jerusalem. He wants to meet with the people, and he meets with people at synagogue, those those gatherings, the local gatherings. We have the followers of Jesus. After he leaves, the Holy Spirit comes, and and he says, I'm going to empower these people, the people who follow me, and their thing was, let's get together. Let's get together and encourage each other. Let's get together... It wasn't like, oh my gosh, we have to go to church again. You see that word glad? 
I was glad when they said to me, not, oh, I'm so bummed again. Another trip to the church. Another gathering. What are we going to do? They were glad. Why? Because God Almighty is the Most High. There is no being above Him. There is no one who provides the enjoyment, the adventure, the excitement, everything you need to live so that every fiber of your being is on fire, electrified. Coming into connection with the Almighty is the way you find that. Everyone who is opposed to that, who are not happy about getting together, are happy with filling it with everything else. So those are people who are like, like to have the filling, like Twinkies. They like to suck the filling out of Twinkies and say, that's life. That's going to sustain me. That's all I need is Twinkie filling to keep going in this life. And God's going, I got a whole lot. You know, there's other flavors out there, you know. Even if you fry it, it's still the same filling. So yet, there's more. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because he's going to put people together, all kinds of people, really weird people, really interesting people, tall people, short people, all kinds of people. He's going to go, those are mine. That's my family. And when the family gets together, honoring the Lord, it, is, it changes the dynamic, the power that he's able to release, the things that he wants to put into our lives. People are often wondering, so what's my purpose why am I here? What, have I lived my life properly? Or, or could I do better? Where, where am I going to get that? You get that from the Lord. He's the designer. He's the one who laid out the whole plan, the planet, put you here at this time in history to accomplish whatever it is he has in mind. And where do you find out what that is? Well, obviously, in a bass boat on Sunday. No, he has a plan to meet with you, sometimes alone and many times with his family as you get together and you find out, oh, he's got more for me. So thankful that God has a people of God and that God allows his people to get together, encourage one another, discover their abilities, their gifts, their direction to be challenged, to be corrected. That one's not easy, but it helps to be corrected, to get on the path that he has. And he's designed this for you. Well, we'll touch on that some more too. So let's go to the house of the Lord. I'm glad when they said that to me. Psalm 122, verse 1. Grateful for God's provision. James chapter 1, verse 17. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. Who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He remains the same. He loves you. He doesn't unlove you tomorrow. He loves you. And he has a plan for you. And he has provided the things that you need to live in this life. And he will keep providing for all eternity everything you need to live your life with him, always. There's no shifting shadow. Nothing's changing. It's not here one day and gone. Well, don't you love it when you're hanging around people and they're going through their moody thing? 
like in a little bit, this hangry thing's going to kick in and people are going to get moody. And we got this whole, I'm going to, I have a right to yell and scream and be irritable because I'm, I'm hungry because, you know, I haven't eaten in a couple hours. Now, the, the people, you know, in Sudan haven't eaten in a couple of weeks, but, you know, they shouldn't be hangry. But we, in two hours, we have a right. And you go, okay, so moody changes. Give us a right to be difficult, to, uh, to, to just blow up. And, and here God, he's watching people and he's going, you know, I, I told you to go this direction and to treat those other people kindly. You chose to just blow up and go after them, to be separate, to be mean and to be irritable. You'd think he'd give up on us and then turn his back. And yet, there's no shifting shadow because he doesn't change. And what he says is true. What he says is right. What he says is coming is coming. That's what it means. So every good and perfect gift that comes down to us, coming from him, it's not out of bad motives. It's out of his love his care, concern, and he's providing that. So to be grateful to him for his provision, yeah, that ought to be on our list. Grateful for God's good plan, Jeremiah 29, verses 11 to 13. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days... When you pray, I will listen. If, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You notice that most times these, only verse 11 is included. And people have it on their refrigerator and they have it on plaques. And it's one of those verses that makes it everywhere. Often at high school graduations as well which is fantastic. But the rest of the verses are important too. To have a relationship with God, to actually seek him. And it says, you know, if you give me a little bit of time, just, you know, 15 minutes here and there, no wholeheartedly going after him, praying he will listen, seeking him, he's connecting, and then we find our plan. So he has a plan. Is it just in general, just because we're cute? Or does he require something from us? Yeah, the sovereign God demands that we step up, that we give him our all, that we recognize that he is the most high and we aren't, that he is the God who has more in, more in store than we can possibly imagine. And he wants to give that to us and guide us that direction. He knows the plans he has for us. Good ones, to give us a future and a hope. He knows what those are. How do we know what those are? How do we experience those? We get close to him. We seek him out wholeheartedly. We give him 100%. We give him everything we've got. We pray, we communicate with him like we actually care. We're glad to go into the house of the Lord and to be with the other people. We're glad that God is providing the things that we have. We're glad that he has been our home. No matter if we're in the desert, we have a tent, or we have a nice house, it is all from him. 
And we recognize that. And when we seek him out, he's going to lay this path out in front of us and we go, oh, that's how that works. And sometimes you see it better in the rearview mirror after you've been through it and you go, oh, that was it. I really was on it. And sometimes we look around and go, I am not on the path. I need to get that straightened out. Because he knows the plan. And he wants me to experience the plan. So let's give him thanks for the plan that he has in mind and be grateful that the door is open for us to connect with him. It's our part to choose him above everything else, to seek him with everything we've got and then find out how incredible this plan is that he has for us. Grateful for God's good plan. Grateful for Jesus. Grateful for Jesus. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy And we will find grace to help. (laughs) We need that. And we will find grace to help us when we need it most. He's available. God has made this access possible. Jesus is the high priest who is the one who would represent the people to God. So he's, he's in this imagery here in Hebrews. That's what he is. So he is the one representing us to God the Father at the throne and says, access has been made. You can come in because of what Jesus did coming to earth and the whole being born, which we're going to cover as we go through Advent, his first appearance, his death on the cross, his resurrection, his ascension into the heavens and being seated at the right hand of the Father on high. All of that leads into this moment. He's a high priest. He's representing us. And all of all of our struggles whatever it is that we're going through, and we can come to him. And he understands us, even though he, he was perfect, he understands what, what it's like to be human. He understands what it's like to be hungry. He understands what it's like to be betrayed by other people. He understands life. He understands that. And he is standing there with God the Father before the throne of grace, and he's speaking up for us. He's got our back. He is our God. He is our high priest. And we have the opportunity to thank him, to be grateful for Jesus, for what he has done. Grateful for the more of God. Grateful for the more of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen No ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. There is so much. He's revealing so much. He has so much more that he wants to present. He wants his people to know. He's put it in the scriptures. So we have, we have, that'll take us a long time to just get that. Then he says, tells, tells his friends, his followers, before he leaves, he said, you can't handle all that I have to tell you yet. So I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he's going to give you more. 
he's going to explain more of what is uh, out there, more of how your life can be lived. He's going to provide you instruction and direction. He's going to point you in the way of eternity and what's out beyond this life, the life that we will continue to live with him. All of that, the Holy Spirit has more. We don't get to understand that or see that if we choose to limit how much of God we want in our lives. We get the whole plan of God if we seek him wholeheartedly. You just saw that in Jeremiah 29. When we seek him, Jeremiah 29 kicks in. He's going to reveal a plan. That's for this life. It offers uh, the beginning of what's coming in the next life. Then there's this... I can't even imagine. Following verses in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul is saying, but we know. You go, wait, 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 wait. He just said you don't know. He says you don't know because you're not walking in the Spirit. What did Jesus say? I'll tell you more because you can't handle it yet. What if you listen to the Spirit? What if you actually listen to what God has said in the scriptures, seek him out, do what he said to do, and then see if he doesn't open the doors and say, look in here. And it is remarkable because it's like you open the way into an entire different universe of all the things that God has and wants to reveal and has available for every one of his family. He wants everyone to know that. We can't imagine it. And, and you'll hear those lines over and over again. I just can't imagine. Right. Right. Seek him wholeheartedly. Listen to the Spirit. Follow what the Scriptures say. Learn what he says about himself there and who you are in him. And then wait as he begins to open those doors. And show you even more. Because he's not done yet. In this life or the next. He is, let me remind you, an infinite God. Who lives in timelessness. There's no limits. No beginning, no end. He is filled with creative ideas. Look around you. At how different people are. Or creatures. Animals, fish, birds the colors that are all around you, the plant life, all of those things. That's just a beginning because there's so much more. And that's just limited to here. The heavens are filled with other creatures, other creation that he did way before this one. And you get to be a part of that. So all the imagination Hollywood's come up with, all the fiction writers have not touched it yet, have not even begun to touch it because of who he is. And he has opened this amazing opportunity to all of his people because there's so much more. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Grateful for the more of God. There is so much more. And he has that in mind for each of us. So much more for each of us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being with us. We are grateful, Lord, 
that we have a true home, that you provide the things that we need, that we can get together as the people of God and celebrate you, that we are so blessed in so many ways. And thank you for your plan. And maybe we've missed it, maybe we've hit it here and there, but Lord, we know that you have one, and I pray for each one here that we would all get on your path, seek you wholeheartedly, and follow you. We are grateful for Jesus, so grateful for Jesus, for all that he has done. Thank you, Lord, for for being with us today, where two or three are gathered, you're right here. So thank you, and grateful for the more of God, so much more to come. Thank you for being uh, gracious to us in every situation and in every way. Oh, it's in Jesus' name we give you thanks. Amen. We are going to have...